Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 38 of Buds and Blue Jays. I'm your host, Jesse Burrell, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Riley McConnell. And Riley, there have been a lot of great pairs in the game of baseball over the course of the years, whether it be Babe Ruth and Mickey Mantle, Chase Utley and Jimmy Rollins, or Blue Jays baseball in an open dome at home during Canada Day. And Riley, you got to experience that last one. So tell us. Tell us all about it. Well, my boy George back there can tell you, scoop the jersey. I must have been in the first 5,000 people. Oh, man. You can't beat it, dude. I've gone, I've been fortunate enough. I, I haven't gone to a lot of games, but I've gone to, I would say, two of the biggest days in, in this season for the Blue Jays, just as a fan, go to opening day mm-hmm. and go to your Canada Day. Russell Martin throws out the first pitch. Yeah. Beautiful ceremony. I love how they do it up in, in, in the dome, man. Roger Center really knows how to do it. Um, great atmosphere, great people, met a lot of good people. I actually had someone talk to me and called me out on my accent. He thought I was from Madoc. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, no, I'm not north of seven. I said, but you're awfully close. So he said, yeah, you guys all talk like letter Kenny guys down there. I thought, that was, I thought that was really funny. Guy was guy was from like, like west of Toronto. He hunts with a bunch of people down there. Thought that mm-hmm. was, thought that was pretty funny. Had an awesome time. Got to witness a good game. Um, it was a game to go to, man. And sadly, the rest didn't work out the way we wanted to. We started off the series so hot. I mean, I was jazzed. I was hyped going into the weekend. And now, Jesse, we sit here on Sunday night and we have to have a hard talk today. We sure do. Yeah. The Jays played a five game series against the Tampa Bay Rays. We talked coming into it how big of a series this was, right? And how dramatic this can be. If we do well in this series, the Jays are in a good spot. If we don't, we could be in a tough spot. And that's kind of what happened. In the five games, we end up losing three out of the five. So we won the first two. We lost the last three. And we lost the three pretty badly, to be honest, too. The Blue Jays' record now stands at 44 and 36. We're 14 games back at the Yankees. We're in the second wild card spot now. So we're half a game behind Boston and only half a game up on the Rays. So like you said before the show, we're in a dogfight here. This is going to be tough. And that's just going to make these series even more important going a little forward here. Oh, it was so important, dude. It, it sucked to lose this one, dude. Um, you know, and it, we didn't walk out of it unscathed as we'll get into the show. It was just, it's hard to watch baseball like that going on right now. Like I said, we won we won our first two walking in to the weekend, and then we lost the next three, you know, very convincingly. And it was on account of, you know, the the doubleheader really had its, took its toll on us. Mm-hmm. And then today, you know what, Jesse, I don't really know what happened. Shane Baz was, was throwing his good stuff and we just couldn't hit him. You know, our lineup couldn't hit him. And that's pretty much what, what that is. Yeah. Quick recap of what happened in the games here in game one, the Jays actually won this one four to one. We got a strong back, uh, backup start from my guy. You say Kikuchi needed that. We got a pair of two run home runs in this one, which is all the offense. The Jays needed one by Teoscar Hernandez, one by Santiago Espinal. Trent Thornton and David Phelps had bounce back outings in this one. Adam Simber got the save with Romano kind of unavailable after pitching 40 pitches over the two days prior. Game two, the Jays kept things rolling. They won that one nine to two. That was the Canada Day game you were in attendance for. Jays hit five doubles in a five-run third inning. Lourdes Gurriel Jr. had a home run and three hits. Jose Barrios gave up nine base runners in his five innings pitch, but was able to limit the damage. So we'll take that from Barrios. And the Jays win on Canada Day, which was more important. Game three was day game one of the doubleheader. And this is where things kind of went bad for the Jays here. Kevin Gosman left this game after taking a liner to the ankle in the second inning. We'll talk about that a little bit more later here. Shane McClanahan was just dynamite. Guy's going to win a Cy Young Award here. He shut down this Blue Jays offense over seven. And Casey Lawrence pitched five and two-thirds innings in relief. They kind of threw him out there, left him out to dry as they just needed somebody to go. Game two with the doubleheader, they'll 
it got worse. Jays lose this game 11 to five. Thomas Hatch spot start did not go well. 10 earned runs in four and two thirds innings. Vladdy and Bradley Zimmer went deep in this one. We had multi-hit games from Espinal, Bo, Biggio, and Teo. And the bullpen was good after Thomas Hatch left the game. Four and a third innings pitch, two hits, one earned run, one walk, seven Ks. And the game that happened this afternoon, the one, the, the rubber match per se, that could have decided the series. The Jays lost that one seven to three. Jays were in an uphill. Jays were in a battle until Tampa scored six in the top of the fifth. And ever since that happened, the Jays weren't coming back. They made a fight of it in the eighth and ninth, but it was over. Vladdy did have a three-hit game though to make things a little better. So that's how we stand after the five games there. Riley, before we get into our thumbs up and thumbs down, any major takeaways to take away from that? Oh man! Again, people at home might have to rewind and listen to what you just said. That's a lot of baseball mm-hmm, happened, mm-hmm. dude. Uh, my biggest takeaway, yeah, dude, is is the first game of that doubleheader was was when things started to go downhill, man. And it was weird today, man. Like uh, G Man Choi and and another guy, like whatever the big inning Tampa had today really destroyed us and the series was 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 donezo at that point i mean that's when i stopped watching to be honest with you because i knew i knew the way we had played yesterday and we were fatigued we were drained we were done it was tough man it was it was it was tough i wish it would have went like it did in the first two games and biggest takeaway of this Kevin Gosman right now is we're, yeah. we don't know what's going on with him. To me, this sounds like a 15 day IL trip, um, which is very concerning. I mean, this, it might be one of one of these things and yeah, you see it. If he goes there, I'm pressing this. I've already been pressing it right now. <laughs> so that's the panic button, man. We're in big, big trouble and it starts with pitching, man. And let's get into that Kevin Gosman injury here, here, because this is probably the big takeaway here that's going to happen. I don't know about you, but when I saw him get hit by that line drive there, I started having Roy Halladay, Kevin Mench flashbacks. Like I thought I was terrified. I was like, oh no, the Blue Jays season is going to take a free fall after losing Kevin Gosman here. For whatever it's worth, initial reports that the x-rays came back negative, so that's positive. And there's hope he avoided something very serious. Now, I'm kind of with you. I feel like you might have to spend some time, whether it's on the A or the N or the uh, the IL, whether you might have to do that for a little bit of time. But the Jay seem optimistic. He's going to take the flight out to the West Coast to see how things better. As of now, he's still penciled in to start the first game in Seattle. We'll see how that goes and things change. Maybe they bump him back a little bit or two, but... Yeah, it seems like Kevin Gosman has avoided something serious, which is big. And like I said, and we're going to talk about pitching more in this episode, but we're going to need Kevin Gosman if this team is going to be anywhere close to how successful we want them to be. Absolutely, dude. It all starts with pitching, mm-hmm. Jesse. And without further ado, let's talk. Let's talk a little. I, I mean, for once, this is going to be mostly based on pitching. The thumbs up, the th- thumbs down. You get five games of crazy scores. It's going to be about pitching, man. And yes. let's start with your guy, the jersey on your wall. You say Kikuchi had a great start, and I mm-hmm. absolutely love I loved it, dude. I actually watched that game. Um, I watched part of it on the Sportsnet broadcast, and it was the YouTube game of the week, actually, mm-hmm. too, which um, I give it a try. I don't really like it though. I, it's it's they're trying to pull in different fans. I think you know with what they're saying in the games. Um, Teoscar ended up getting voted player of the game, but my player of the game was definitely Yusei Kikuchi. He only threw six innings. Yep, struck out eight though. He looked he looked fantastic, man. He looked fantastic. I would have gave him my vote. Hey, Teoscar had a big game too, but to get that from Yusei Kikuchi was that's a start that really needed. That was a that was great, man. That's I'm giving my first thumbs up to you. Say Kikuchi wasn't wasn't in direct fashion. He didn't go out and get double digit case. He didn't pitch eight innings, but he did what he had to do, and he bounced back, man. Because we've been bashing him quite a bit, but nothing to bash about in that start against the Rays, dude. 
Yeah, six innings pitch, four hits, one earned run, one walk, eight Ks. The stat line looks pretty good. And he actually brought the cutter back in this one, which is a pitch we saw him kind of abandon uh, for a while there. So he had it at the start of the year, then he got rid of it, and now he's brought it back in the start. So maybe Tampa Bay Rays just were thinking he was done throwing it, so maybe took him by surprise when he caught him back. So we'll see how the league adjusts in his next outing. Uh, he still wasn't attacking with the fastball as much as this pitch mix goes. Um, he threw his fastball 42% of the time, the cutter 24, the changeup 21, and the slider 13% of the time. So a true four-pitch mix for Yusei Kikuchi in this in this start. And if he's throwing strikes with these pitches, it could be good. Now, I don't want to say the cutter is all the way back because he did give up one home run. That pitch was on his cutter. And he also gave up another really hard line drive on the cutter. But I think it's something that Yusei Kikuchi is trying to tinker, and he did have results with it in this start here. So let's see how he does that going forward. I'm not saying Kikuchi's back yet. But definitely progress in the right direction. And um, and the pitch he was throwing as well. I remember watching the broadcast and them very surprised that mm-hmm. that cutter was being thrown. And they were saying, "No, it's not really a slider. It's like it's a it's like a cut splitter." It's a, they all, they were almost explaining it as a hybrid pitch. Which right. yes, you could classify it under a, a cutter for sure. But yeah, it looked it looked good. He did he did give up a tater off it. But I mean, Kikuchi's not a guy who's exactly going to paint the zone every time i mean he's gonna have some misses but for what we needed him to do he was he was pretty spot on yeah charlie montoyo gave him a pat on the back the teammates seemed to really stick behind kikuchi and it was good that he was able to stick with it and uh keep it going going forward we'll need kikuchi to be good as we continue here uh i guess do you want to go to another thumbs down here or should we stick with the positives or we're having good vibes right now because if we're going positives, I think we need to talk about uh, the season that Kevin Biggio was having, or even the series. Riley, since June 1st, Kevin Biggio is hitting yeah. 294, 448, 544, with a 986 OPS, with a WRC plus of 181, which is 11th best in all of baseball. And for reference, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. is actually 13th in baseball since June 1st, and Alejandro Kirk is second in baseball, only behind Jordan Alvarez. And um, so three Blue Jays hitters right there who have all been phenomenal. This is the best we've seen of Kevin Biggio in his career. And like the left-handed bat is kind of what we needed because we don't have a ton of those. And the positional versatility he gives us is huge. And hitting ninth in the order with that OBP skills that he has is amazing, especially with Springer, Bo, and Vlad hitting behind him. If he can turn that lineup over and get on base, the Blue Jays offense is going to be that much better if Kevin Biggio is hitting like this. Yeah, he is a guy that at the start of the year was atrocious. He's going back and playing like he did in the shortened season mm-hmm. um, where he was phenomenal again. Again, you said this. I never knew about this. When the weather heats up, so do our bats. And if mm-hmm. Kevin's one of those guys, hey, I'm not going to say it was worth the wait, but glad to have you aboard Biggio because, I mean, he can play multiple positions. He's a va- valuable member of this team. Um, it seemed like he didn't have a spot for the longest time. And now, you know what? He's fitting in rather nicely. And I like to see him in the lineup, dude. He's a guy I like to see do well. And he's done very well up to this point. Or should I say, you know, the last three or four weeks has done very well. Yeah, he's taking that skill set that he's always had, being able to draw walks and get on base. But when they finally throw pitches in the zone, he is crushing them now, which is what he wasn't doing in years past. So this is the skill set Kevin Biggio brings. Love to see that. Let's see more of that going forward because if Biggio's hitting this lineup, it's only going to be that much better. Um, another guy who has been that much better, though, since the weather has heated up is Lourdes Gurriel Jr. Time to give the Pena man some love here. 
After a dreadful start, he's gotten hot again. He's at 355 in the month of June. Now, he still only has five home runs on the season, but three of those have come within the last two weeks. So I'd say, and the power numbers should increase as the season goes on. I was looking up some splits from Lourdes Gurriel Jr., and I found it interesting. He performs best when he's hitting at the eighth spot in the lineup. So maybe just pressure is kind of off his back hitting down there or something. I don't know what it is. But when he's in the eighth spot, he's hitting over 400 on the season with a 205 <laughs> WRC plus and in high leverage situations this year. So for a team that's struggled with clutchness, Lord is Gurriel Jr. has clutch and yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. If you're hitting over 400 in the spot, that's pretty damn good. So let's keep Gurriel I'm, there. Might be the Jesse might be one of the weirdest baseball players in history. I mean, <laughs> the guy is the guy is the best hitter with the bases loaded and mm-hmm. he's batting double cleanup. I mean, talk about driving in runs like, oh yeah, the five, six and seven guys are all on base. You know, thank God we got Lord as he's hitting 487 batting eight this year. <laughs> yeah. 404 is that what I think it actually is, but something ridiculous. No, I, I, I it's ridiculous numbers, yeah. dude. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. So like great stuff from Lourdes Gurriel Jr. And with him and Biggio at the bottom of that lineup, this offense should really be going now. If only our guys like Vlad could get on one of his heaters, we can go If Matt Chapman can just put 10 more distance of fly balls on there. So those warning track fly balls get out of here. And Rymel Tapia keeps doing what he's doing. Like I'm surprised the Blue Jays offense hasn't been even better based on their individual uh, player performances here, but it'll he pick up as the time goes on. But Riley from the offense, we got to go right back to the pitcher's mound. We got to talk about the performances that Casey Lawrence, Thomas Hatch, and Trent Thornton had in this series. And I think we're going to give them like a collective thumbs down in this one because they almost single-handedly lost us some games here. And I want to talk a little bit about the Blue Jays pitching depth because Thomas Hatch is not the same guy we saw in the COVID-2020 season where he had an ER, a 273 ERA. Like he's not that guy. Casey Lawrence even still like, yeah, he was kind of thrown into the fire and kind of kind of mop up, but he wasn't good either. And if these guys can't perform as a spot starter in the major leagues, then I don't know if there's a spot on the roster for them. Now we can't obviously cut them because we do need depth, right? We just need guys who can give us innings, but if Thomas Hatch can't be a spot starter, that is a problem on this team and he's not going to get any better. And like with Hunjin Ryu already done for the season, Kevin Gosman's had to, or not Kevin Gosman, Ross Stripling's had to be into the rotation full time. Nate Pearson's battling injuries and isn't even throwing anymore. This Blue Jays team is suddenly lacking real pitching depth. And I think it's a problem going forward. If Barrios keeps struggling, if Kikuchi is this just a flash in the pan and he keeps struggling, this Blue Jays team is going to sink if we don't get the right arms in here. So Riley... What are we going to do about this? Oh, man, I really, I really, really don't know, man. If we had guys in our system, I would say send them up. Sorry about that, too. I was dealing with – talk about struggling. My internet connection here is struggling big time, just like the Jays right now. I don't know which <laughs> one is worse. But we totally – I don't know, dude. It's not a time to revamp and, and change things up too bad, but we just need better performances, man, from, from those kind of guys. I mean, it's when those guys blow us blow us games, man, they have no value. I just like when Espinal came up as a player, not a pitcher, obviously. Right. Espinal found a spot and slid in well. I'm not talking, I'm not talking about these guys to be all-stars or anything, but even like just slightly below replacement levels, like we can't have Thomas Hatch going in and having like a, uh, whatever his earned runs, like it was, runs. it's a bad number. Yeah. I, I don't even, yeah, that, that's bad, man. For your first appearance. Like I would have been okay with even four, but 10, that's almost like inexcusable, really. Like, I mean, it was, it was a long series. We, I, I knew as soon as he got to start that second game, we were probably in trouble. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just a really, it's just a really bad way to end the weekend. And guys who, guys who should be throwing a lot better, like I'm, I don't know what's wrong with Trent Thornton. The way he's given up, I bet you I could take Trent Thornton deep at this point. He's given up <laughs> too many extra base hits, man. It's it's kind of ridiculous. And you know what? It's um, it's coming down on us hard. I would like to see Castillo in a couple more games. Yes. And again, like, and Casey and Lawrence there uh, and Lawrence, dude, I, you know what? I give, give him a second life. I think that he's better than what he showed in his last outing as well. Okay. Yeah. I do want to touch on your Maximo Castillo point because the Blue Jays purposely didn't use him since his four inning start in uh, Milwaukee, because it sounded like they were saving him for the double header here. And then all of a sudden they decided, no, we're going to bring up Thomas Hatch and Maximo Castillo. So when he first got called up, he gave up home runs to the first two batters that he faced, right? But if you look at his line in the major so far, he's gone eight and a third in his pitch, two earned runs, and both those earned runs are both those home runs he gave up. Only two walks and 10 strikeouts. That's the guy I want to see starting. He's got nasty life on that two-seamer. He throws a wicked changeup. Like, I want to see Maximo Castillo in this like rotation. It sounds like he'll be back soon. But yeah, I thought it was a mistake having Thomas Hatch pitch over this guy because Maximo Castillo looks like a real guy. And actually, he could be one of those pleasant surprises that the Blue Jays need who comes into this rotation and actually stabilizes himself. So we'll have to see, though. We'll have to wait and see because I really think the Jays are going to need surprises like that if we're going to get better here. Um, I did want to talk about the performance from Sergio Romo here because we did see we uh, acquired him via a trade. And uh, he did make his first two appearances with the Blue Jays here. And honestly, he didn't look too bad. He's only thrown two innings in joining the team, but he's only he hasn't given up a hit yet. He's only walked one guy. He's got two strikeouts. And that'll do, honestly. If he can just put up like league average performances like that, Sergio Romo is going to have a home in this bullpen. And if he can turn into be anything decent under leverage or something, this means we can kiss uh, Trent Thornton goodbye and all these guys in the back of Ender bullpen. So good move on you, Sergio Romo. Just a little thumbs up there. I imagine we'll see him get work in this uh, in this upcoming series for sure, mm-hmm. um, because we're going to want to see what he's about. Um, we know what he's done in the past, and he's going to be a soft contact guy, just like Simber. Um, deception, delivery, um, all in that kind of craft. I don't hate the pickup so far. I was, of course, you're skeptical of um, of bringing yeah. a guy who's 39, who the, the best part of his career is well behind him. Throws 85, but hey, you know what? If he can, if he can perform for us, and he can, like, if he can manage his workload, I'm not saying that this guy's a setup guy or or anything mm-hmm. like that. Like, he's going to, he's going to get some innings though with yeah. this with this Jays club band, and I hope that they are. Good outings because now there's the pitchers that we've had, you know, it's, it's scary to think about. So if, if Romo could come into some of these games and, you know, have some holds on, on the score, then that's perfect. That's all we need him for once every three days, something like that, not a huge heavy workload, but something that's gonna get us through, man. That's what the bullpen's supposed to do is, is get you through. So I've had a thought today and I don't know if I'm uh, going to stick with it or it's just a working theory or whatever, but in a league now where everyone throws really hard and like um, the guy in Cast- or, uh, Hunter Green in Cincinnati is throwing like 101, but his fastball is getting hit. Maybe we're starting to zig zig back a little more with these soft tossing like sinker guys. These guys from weird arm, arm angles and stuff could actually be more effective. And maybe the Blue Jays are trying to build a bullpen of guys like this. 
to maybe be effective and try to change the pace from hitters. I don't know. Just a thought I've had. I'm working more on that. And uh, maybe I'll dive into the numbers there and see if there's anything that backs that up. But we'll see. Um, some news and notes going on here. Uh, the Blue Jays are not done adding more arms to the pen. I think the Blue Jays see what we see and know that help is needed. So this time they have acquired left-handed pitcher Anthony Banda from the Pirates, who just DFA'd him. He has a 6.41 ERA, but a lot of the expected stats say it should be around mid threes or so, 3.93 to 3.53, give or take. He's got 22 strikeouts in 19 innings, so more than a strikeout in an inning. So that'll work. He'll add a third lefty into this pen with Matt Gage and Tim Meza. His changeup seems to be like his best pitch. So I don't think there's anything really special here, but he seems like a guy who can fill in, should get quality innings, and is probably going to be a good ad for this team. Anything to add on Banda there, Riley? Yeah, I think that it's a good move. I like that quite a bit. Like, I, I don't hate the Romo thing, like I said, uh, but I think adding Banda is a smart. It never hurts to have those lefties. Um mm-hmm. In your pen, of course, this, the, oh, it's well, especially with the way our pitchers are, are going right now. Um, uh, he's got options, I'm sure, too. Yeah. Or no, he does. That's why he was DFA'd. Well, I can solve that in two seconds. We'll see how the, ex- we'll, yeah, we'll see how the experiment goes with them. I mean, it's, we're trying things. At least our front office is trying to add bullpen and it's smart to add pitchers. Our hitters are doing just fine. This is our area that needs work. So at least we're trying some people out here. We're going to give it a go. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, he doesn't have any minor league options. So the Jays are going to have to keep him on the roster. But with the shape of this bullpen, I do not think that that's going to be a problem. So uh, yeah, we're going to get a good look at Anthony Banda and hopefully he can be one of these guys. The Blue Jays are throwing darts at a dartboard right now and we're trying to find one that sticks. So let's see if Anthony Banda can be that guy. We got one with Matt Gage. We got a real guy there. So Let's see if this one can be uh, that too. Uh, More news and notes. Adrian Hernandez, who has been pitching well in Buffalo. I think we called for him to come up on one of these games. Hasn't pitched in 10 days and is now on the IL. So he probably won't be a bullpen option for this team for a while. Trevor Richards began his rehab assignment. And I actually think he's back with the roster. I think he pitched in the game today. So Trevor Richards is back. He gave up a hit and a walk. So not really the best from Trevor Richards. More of the same that we saw when uh, he was on this team prior. Um, Maximo Casillo, like we said, was sent down to get Thomas Hatch on the roster, but I would expect he'll be back up soon. And uh, Bradley Zimmer hit a home run this series. I figured that was big. That was noteworthy. We should probably put that in our news and notes section here because uh, like, there was a stretch in the year where he hit a home run into the Crawford boxes off Justin Verlander, and then he had a ton of infield hits. So, hey, Bradley Zimmer. And his home run, too, if you saw it down the right field line, he crushed it. Good for Bradley Zimmer. And then he hit one to the warning track, dude. I was actually very surprised. Zimmer's one of those lanky guys that if he gets his arm around and it's almost like his swing on them on the home run, it's almost like he didn't even like fully, um, fully follow through. It was just a well hit ball. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Like an out infield hits, you know, who also has a lot of infield hits is, is Kirk. (laughs) Yeah. Which is hilarious. Slowest guy on the team. Oh (laughs) yeah, yeah, man. Uh, When I, at that game, uh, Parades, uh, uh, you know, it was hard, hard to get to a ball. I don't think it was an air. He legged it out, but um, just the way baseball goes, you had, if you just say who was leading the Jays in infield hits, I would have said Zimmer, but or I Tapia do believe maybe right. Like, or Tapia. Yeah. yeah. But nope, it's, it's gotta be, um, well, it's gotta be all starting, starting catcher for the American league all-stars, Alejandro Kirk. Yeah. Right. It only took us 25 minutes into the show, but we finally mentioned Alejandro Kirk in this episode, which is well, well he did good in the series too. Yeah, you know what? And next week we'll talk about him or the next episode because mm-hmm. we thought we thought we'd give I, we talked about Zimmer more than we talked about Kirk. I think that's fine because <laughs> Kirk's got a lot of screen time with us 
and yes. for good re- and for good reasons too. Absolutely. A bit of a somber note here. Blue Jays coach Mark Budzinski is leaving uh, for personal reasons. I'm sure if you're a Blue Jays fan, you saw this. I don't have a lot to say. We don't want to speculate. Um, but yeah, he got some very bad news. The look on Charlie's face when he had to deliver it was terrible. And I don't really want to talk about it too much here, but you can look it up and see what happened. And I just want to say our hearts are with you, Mark Budzinski. What you're going through is very tough and I wouldn't wish it on anyone. So I hope you can bounce back from this and you're okay because that's going to be tough. Yeah, very very sad to hear your thoughts and prayers with the Budzinski family. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, take the time away from the game that you'd need. Um, of course, you've been a part of the Jays family. I think this is uh, his fourth year with the club, fourth or fifth year with the club. Um, so not a new guy. I mean, well-respected guy around the clubhouse, things like that. You just, you know, life happens in the, in the worst ways, Jesse. Yeah, and, sure um, you know, our hearts were with him and his family right now. Yeah. Well, here we go, Riley. We won the Boston series. We lost the Tampa series. The Jays are pretty much, we've gained no ground and we've lost no ground since we've uh, done that big homestand. So now the Blue Jays are packing up. They're not on a plane. We're going to the West Coast. We're going to play your Oakland A's. So on paper, the Jays should be good. And on paper, the Oakland A's are pretty bad. So, but we know baseball isn't played on paper. So Riley, is this team going to have some jet lag? Are we going to struggle with Oakland? You're the big Oakland guy. Tell us, how are we going to do in the series against Oakland? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I could have a second show where I just talk about the Oakland Athletics. (laughs) Um, Another team I like, again, like I'm a Jays fan because I'm Canadian, Mm -hmm. but um, I'm a I'm a fan of baseball first. That's that's where the love of the game lies. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Jesse, I'm a little bit scared. We got a three hour time difference. We just played five games in four days. No, no rest. That's that's really tough, especially coming on three losses in a row, man. Mm-hmm. Um, my thought is right now that we basically first second inning at the at the Coliseum, like we got to put up seven or eight runs like we need to set the tone. We need to just demolish baseballs into the seats, dude. We cannot get behind the A's in this series. We have to be all over their starting pitching, which I imagine if they're not, they're not throwing Montes or Blackburn. Like right, it's a yes. chance. It's a ch- It's that's a game that we can score double digit runs. Oakland's got sneaky good players. I don't like. I don't know how they've been able to win as many games as they have. They're not as big of a dumpster fire with their record right now. I don't know what it is off the top, but they've been holding on pretty well. And right now I would classify us as a, as a beaten battered team coming out of the weekend. So we need to go to California and set up shop in the Coliseum and win this series. And I'm saying win it convincingly, whether that be a sweep or winning two out of three, but putting up some bomb numbers, man. So the uh, Oakland Athletics have actually struggled quite a bit recently. They're 26 and 55. They're 26 and a half out in the AL West. And in fact, looking just at win totals, they are dead last in all of baseball. So boy, the Blue Jays needed a bad team like this, but we kind of need like what Kevin Gosman gave us in that first game of the Red Sox. We need that FU game from Alec Manoa, who's going to start game one here. It'll be him against Colt Irvin and game two will be Kikuchi against Adrian Martinez. So I can safely say I've never heard of. Game three will be Jose Barrios against James Caprillion. And yeah, we, the Blue Jays on paper, like I said, we should win every single one of these games, but I am not certain that we're going to sweep this team. I really feel like things could be bad. You know, we got a Barrios blow up. We got a Kikuchi blow up all of a sudden, you know, Jay score five runs, but five runs isn't enough to win this game. And we lose. I, I'm going to say we take two out of three here, like, cause we are avoiding Frankie Montas and we are avoiding um, Paul Blackburn, but 
I'm scared, Riley. I'm scared, and I feel like it could easily go. We lose two out of three of these games, and we're in real trouble. We're hammering that panic button if that's the case. I mean, we're we're almost walking on eggshells right now with um, with the language we're using. Like, if if we were if we came out of this weekend and had just one uh, four to five, I'd say I'd say yeah, man, we're gonna hammer the A's. We're gonna sweep them. But right now, I'm just a little skeptical of what's going to happen. I'm just a little, I'm going in very cautious to this Monday matchup because of the way the weekend went. And I'm a firm believer in, in hot and cold streaks in baseball and how things go. Yeah, momentum, and right, crazy. Right, yeah. right, right. Momentum, things like that. I'm not saying that there's a cold player specifically. I feel like just the mood right now is, is a, is a, is a lower mood. And like I said, like this, this Jays team needs to get on the sticks early, like put up seven, eight runs in the first three innings, something like that to just set the tone, man. I mean, we need it. We need it. And we need good outings. And yeah, that FU game from Manoa, I can, I'm almost putting a guarantee on it right now Ooh, that he is going that. out love there that. and having a fantastic, I, I feel, I feel seven innings for sure. If not eight, I really want, ch- listen, if Manoa's rocking, I'm don't take him out of the game, man. Like I want to see him. I want to see him throw a complete game. I'm not saying that that's going to happen, but I can see big things from Manoa. I'm saying seven, eight strikeouts. I'm saying limiting the base on balls, limiting base runners in general, not giving out uh, free hits, things like that. Um, be a good chance to showcase defensive skills. Matt Chapman going back to Oakland. Really excited to see that. And Oakland's got the biggest foul territory in all of baseball. So maybe we see a highlight real catch in foul territory. You know, Oakland's always known for their big, big defending players that they've had over the years. Foul territory is, is big. I expect Matt Chapman to make a huge play and Vladdy maybe make a nice play going back on a ball, something like that. It's going to be a fun series, Jesse. I'm going to be honest, really excited for this one. Yeah, I was going to make the same call with Matt Chapman. We saw George Springer go deep twice when the Jays went to Houston. It's Chappie's turn. He's going to have a big series here. And I'm with you. Alec Manoa, if he has a good start, this bullpen needs rest. So if Manoa can go out there and do his thing, that would go a long way to setting up the Blue Jays for success in this series. Well, that'll do it for our episode here today. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Be sure to like and subscribe, leave a five-star review, all that fun stuff. We've been hammering this out every series. So if you're a diehard fan like we are, make sure you're tuning in all the time. Uh, Yeah. I'm a Nighthawk, so I love these West Coast games. It's going to be great for me. I know for you, it might be a little tougher, but looking forward to it. Riley, anything else to add before we get out of here today? Yeah, I want to give out to my give a shout out to my new friends, Dave and Megan, who I met at the Blue Jays game. We had mm-hmm. an awesome Canada Day. Um, going to tell him to watch the, watch this. I'm sure he'll figure it out. He's going to follow me on Twitter, so he'll follow you on Twitter, Jesse. There you go. Yeah. You know, make 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 friends out there. We Canada, the great country it is. Awesome electric vibe, man. I'm going to do the same thing next year. And, um, yeah, let's beat these Oakland A's, man. We we need a huge, huge series from the guys. Watch my boy Chapman come in clutch. And like I said, man, I will kind of put a patent on it and then call it that I think Manoa is going to have a huge outing, dude. He's he's almost due for it. He's due for it every time he goes and takes the bump. But yeah, he's really I, good. Feel, <laughs> I, feel, I feel like he's going to do some things, man. This is going to be a good series. Well, good stuff. We'll be watching. I know you'll be watching too. We'll see you around everyone. Have a good night. Thanks guys.